Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Five Easy Things, the podcast. I'm Yolanda Albergati, your host. I am coming at you live from Golden Ox Studios here in Cleveland, Ohio. So glad to have you on this journey where we discover and explore five actionable tips or hacks to help you live your best life. If you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button and also leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Special orders, curbside parcel pickup, delivery service. If we'd written a book, that would have been the book we wrote. Hi, Kurt from Chuck's Fine Wines, and we have been doing that and more since 1946. Check out the legendary Chagrin Valley destination sometime when you're in the hood. Cheers from Chuck's. Hey, everybody. I am super excited for you to hear my next guest, and I can't wait for you to hear what she's going to be talking about. So, Amy, welcome. Hi. Thank you. Good to be here. Tell everyone who you are, what you do, and how they can best reach out to you. Absolutely. My name is Amy Vaughn, and I'm the owner and chief uh, empowerment officer of Together Digital. I actually started out before I was an entrepreneur, business owner, community builder. I worked in advertising and marketing for about 14 or 15 years. And I actually, this group found me. I'm not the founder. Um, They found me and I joined as a member when I had been working, you know, 60, 70 hour weeks at my day job, trying to run a women in leadership group at my agency and raising two small kids. And I just realized that the networking walls that were mine were literally the four cubicles of my wall. (laughs) Yeah. And I realized that I really needed more support than what I was getting in my workplace. And even what I was able to drum up and provide within my employee resource group, that women in leadership group. And so fortunately, I, I, like I said, the founder found me and I helped to start the Cincinnati chapter and, you know, just fell in love with the community and its mission. Our goal is to really create a safe space for women to speak about and seek out the changes that they want to see within themselves and within their industry. And so we're focused a lot on not just professional development, but personal development as well, because those things go together. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you know, fast forward a few years of me being a volunteer and then stepping in as the CEO running the day-to-day operations while the founder went and ran for Congress. Um, and yes. then that's a whole nother episode, honey. A whole <laughs> Amazing, episode. right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Women running for politics. Yeah. Yes. Whole nother bag of worms um, or a can of worms. And then, you know, it just took the opportunity to take ownership of the business and, and bought uh, her out at the end of last year. So it's been an amazing journey. It's been very interesting, um, you know, kind of having gone from very much a agency gal to, you know, uh, independent business owner, you know, like I said, running a community of women that are really working to try to create a sense of equity for women among women, um, which is even in itself a challenge in yes. another episode. That is, yes. <laughs> You're doing an amazing job. I, I love what I see happening in the community. I'm super excited to um, have, have tapped into that. So tell everyone how they can reach out to you. 
Yes. The best way to reach out to me is you can connect with me on LinkedIn um, or you can um, you can check us out at www.togetherindigital.com. Um, you can send inquiry emails through there as well. I, I try to make myself as available as possible. It's also a thing I did when I you know, bought the company was changed my title, Chief Empowerment Officer. It's like I don't it's not really about the status of, of my title. It's more about the actual actionable things that I'm doing. Um, so even if they're not members, like I'm always looking to help support, sponsor, coach women who work in digital marketing and advertising. Yes, I will say you add such great value on LinkedIn. I love your posts. Thanks. They're very inspirational, informative. I, I, I love what you're doing. So I'm excited to hear what you're going to share. So tell us what five things you're going to share with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with it being, you know, we're recording at the start of uh, Women's History Month. It just seemed timely, relevant, and right to do five easy things to be a better ally to women in the workplace. I love it. All right. So let us begin. What's what's your first one? The first one is to become self-aware. Understand and be ready to own what privileges that you have based on your gender, socioeconomic status, race, sexuality, parental status, or a lack thereof. Um, because it's important that you know we have that self-awareness, not so that we feel a sense of guilt or shame. It's just so we can acknowledge the fact and respect the differences of experiences that those who are within the workplace, whether they're a woman or even a minority, that our experiences are not the same as theirs. Um, And while your experiences may not have been completely privileged, um, you can't ever assume you know how it feels to be a woman in the workplace if you're not a woman in the workplace. So becoming self-aware is kind of that first, it's a big first step. And I will say it's not necessarily the quote unquote easy thing to do, um, but it gets easier with time, I promise. Now I... Okay, you just came right out the gun, honey. (laughs) (laughs) You got to start there. You have to start there. (laughs) So this is so key and so important. I just had this conversation with an old white man, in fact. Mm -hmm. And he, I I think it wasn't even a race issue. I said something about, oh, this had to do with class. Yeah. Because he is an upper, um, in in an upper economic class than most people. And mm-hmm. I, I mentioned that. I said, so because of be, you inter, you enjoy privilege. And he got like a little huffy with me about that. Defensive. He's like, well, yeah. I, you know, I worked for, I said, okay, let's just back it up right now. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Uh-huh. Calm down. First of all, privilege is not a bad word. Okay. Mm-mm. People get all huffy about it. I have yeah. shared this to people, shared this in interviews. I experience privilege because of how I speak. Mm-hmm. I was raised in a family where we it was insisted upon us to speak English so that all people, even those learning English as a second language, could understand us. And so yes. I have a different way of speaking. That affords me privilege because yep. oftentimes at the wine shop, when people call and they talk to me on the phone... And they, yep. you know, tell me whatever, whatever. Then they walk in and they ask for me and they see me. You can tell uh-huh. on their face. They're like, oh, yeah. okay. And and I know that. And so I acknowledge that. And the key with yep. accepting privilege is it allows you then to recognize the problem and then mm-hmm. offer a solution. 
So mm-hmm. I love, love, love that you started with that. Yeah. That is great. Yeah. yeah. And I love that analogy and, and your own example and story of what it is, because we do, we all on some level have a number of privileges because our lives and our experiences are so intersectional. That's why, again, you just can't ever really assume anything when it yes. comes to that kind of stuff. So I, I love that. And I, yes. I agree. If I think people could get over the stigma of privilege being a bad word and just understanding that it means that your experiences might have come differently and maybe more easily than for others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll get to more into that too. Yeah. And just um, one more, one more add on to that. When you recognize your privilege, you mm-hmm. understand there may be things that need to be done to level the playing field. So another yes. example I like to give is I am sight privileged, right? Mm-hmm. And someone who was sight privileged understands that or understood that mm-hmm. I need to level the playing field for those people who do not have sight. And that is exactly. why now we have Braille in elevators, right? Right. So I understand my privilege. I understand I need to level the playing field. That's all that means. It is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Love it. it. All right. What's what's, uh, number two? So number two is to learn. Take it upon yourself to educate yourself. It's not for anyone else to educate you on what it's like to be a person that has different experiences, different privileges. And I think a lot of people find this like intimidating or they are concerned that it's going to consume the, their precious time that they have. But really, I think the best way that you can start to educate yourself, you know, in a way that I think is probably more culturally eye-opening is just looking at the content that you're consuming. Actually, like, put a critical eye on what Netflix shows are you watching? What movies are you watching? What articles and magazines are you reading? Things like, what podcasts are you listening to? Is the material that you're consuming being created from a female or minority perspective? And if it's not, then you're not you're not learning, you're not listening, you're not experiencing from that point of view. And so it could actually be just a really amazing experience to sit down and sometimes it gets a little uncomfortable, but to watch and explore and see a film that is like not by somebody that was like you, you know? Yes. And, and you know, and that is like that, that's a whole new perspective. Cause again they're creating and they're creating from their experiences. And a lot of times too, I think we're also just so much more emotionally drawn to those kinds of stories versus just trying to like read up on history. Like, I don't know that you need to know every single stat about women in the workplace and how they're sexually harassed or they're underpaid or they're underrepresented. We kind of all know the general kind of statistics there, Mm -hmm. but I do think reading and understanding um, additional material by women, you know, is just, it's a really good step. And it's, that to me was like an easy step. I'm not asking you to go like rent or check out every book in the library and and read every article you can. It's really just look at the content you consume every day. I love Is it from a diverse population? If it's not, then try to diversify it. I love that. And and this month is a great time to get that done because Mm -hmm. you have women all over social media, posting Mm -hmm. things about women in history. So that gives you the opportunity to consume some of that content that Amy's sharing. And then I like to say, you know what? Just go and find somebody to talk to. Yeah. And listen and shut your mouth 
Listen, <laughs> use both your ears and not your mouth and listen to the experience. Don't try to defend it, explain mm-hmm. it. Just listen because yeah. when you listen, then you learn, right? Yep. Exactly. And That's I, a great segue yeah. into the next one. Oh, That's awesome. Yes. Number three is listen. Oh, yay. Listen to and get perspectives from many women, not just one or two. Right. You know, because again, like again, you know, on the note of intersectionality, the level, the playing field isn't even level for women among women, mm-hmm. you know, from yes. like, again, socioeconomic status, sexuality, race, you know, so many factors, mm-hmm. so many factors. So really kind of having a, a good kind of uh, a group of perspectives of a number of different kinds of women with different backgrounds is really important. Giving your female coworkers time and space to think and share out loud without cutting them off is one piece of advice I have given so many of my male colleagues who say I want to do better and be a better ally. And I'll have a couple more kind of quick tips and tactics um, and ways you can be and show up as an ally more actively as well. But this is one too where I think women, you know, the business world and the constructs of our corporate societies are very masculine. Mm-hmm. And so the way that women lead, the way that women communicate is not readily accepted within the workplace environment at all times. Mm-hmm. And so one of those ways I've seen that kind of, you know, play out is that when women are externally processing something, they get cut off before they even get to finish their thought or their sentence, because they are communicators by nature. It's a strength. It's a superpower. It's not a weakness. Let her get to the point. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, like you said, both ears, listen. Um, and then again, you know, just being aware of the fact that just because you have one woman friend or one black friend. <laughs> Girl, talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it does not make you an ally, okay? Sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but you're not an ally. Speak the truth, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know how many times we've heard that, y'all? Come on. <laughs> yeah. We can do better. We can do better, right? Absolutely. The last thing I'll say for listening, and I honestly do think that there are, you know, people, some people in general who are just better at this, but I honestly think women actually have this like innate kind of gift and talent. Maybe it's just in the way that we're raised or what, but reading the room as well. Don't just listen with your ears, but also like look to your, the women in the room with you, body language, postures, things like that. When there's just a single woman in the meeting room, how is she sitting? Is she sitting upright? Is her shoulder squared off? Does she have an open and relaxed posture in the sense that I'm here, I'm confident, I feel seen, I feel heard? Or is she backed off in the corner, head down, maybe shoulders slumped down, kind of looks like she wants to always be saying something, but not quite raising her hand to say something. You know, when you have just a single person in the room, whether it's a woman or a person of color, that's like the minority or the only in the room, usually the scenario that's going on is that it's, they feel like an outsider or they might be having imposter syndrome. So when you are listening, it's not just even with your ears. I think it's actually like using your eyes and observing their body language, their behavior, and even how the room is behaving towards them. One example is, um, 
had a, a friend and a woman who owns this company that does, um, it's called Perspectives, and it, they do DEI training through VR. So you literally are in the shoes of a minority um, in wow. a work day. And they kind of put you through all of these experiences of microaggressions throughout wow. the day. Wow. And so many guys, especially, take off those goggles and they're like, holy hell, I didn't know. Right. I had no idea this is the way you got talked to or the way things were positioned to you. And she was sharing even for her an example, she's the CEO, founder of the company. It's a tech company. And she would be in a room and it would be all men. And her coworkers like were mostly men that she had with her. And the body language of the room would always be if there was another guy in the room, even as they were sitting before any words were uttered, they would be directing their body towards yep. the guy. Another thing you can do Use that same energy, use that same tactic, turn your body towards her. Keep an open position towards her so that she feels seen and heard and or at least feels seen enough to maybe speak up. So she feels like she's included in the room because there's nothing worse, especially when you're the leader of a company, to walk in, sit down in a room full of men that you're trying to kind of win over as clients and they don't even direct their bodies Mm -hmm. or attentions towards you. So it's like, how will you even feel encouraged to speak up? If they're acting like you're not even there. Yes. That is that is so great. Awesome. Awesome advice. Yes. Yeah. The next thing, and again, not always so easy, but, you know, kind of as you go through becoming self-aware, doing more learning, listening, the next thing is to really start speaking up. And the, th- <laughs> the thing about allyship, regardless of who you're trying to be an ally for, is you're going to mess up. <laughs> like, I can just guarantee you, I've messed up. Everybody, we all mess up. But we mess up, we own it, we learn from it, we Mm -hmm. continue, you know. um, And so speaking up in ways that, you know, I think would be helpful for men in the workplace, for women, is don't ever, this is more of like, don't speak up on this part. Or if you see somebody else saying something to a woman about this kind of thing, then speak up. If somebody is starts quizzing a woman about her parental status, or the parental status and her impact on how it might make her less effective at work, Ugh. or if she's ever going to have a baby, just like leave it alone. Like her paternal status does not define her as a person or an employee. You know, we don't have men going around saying, Oh, I have a big career opportunity. How is it going to impact my family, my kids, my ability to be at home? I mean, some dads, I'm sure they do ask that. Nowadays, I feel like it's gotten better. But I would say, you know, take the chance to either speak up when somebody else does it or shut up when you feel inclined to start to, <laughs> to give mm-hmm. advice or place value on a woman based on her parental status, her marital status, and her appearance. Mm. Appearance is another oh, big that, one. Talk about that, girl. <laughs> appearance is a big one. It is because, you know, it's one of those things, a couple of things, actually. So in my agency days, we would have these internal team awards. And they were always such a wonderful way to recognize everyone for their hard work and their great achievements. Because, you know, in that industry, high pressure, lots of deadlines, big clients, low budgets, usually, you know, we're all just doing what we can. It drove me nuts because every single time they got up to give an award to a woman, and it could be even a woman giving an award to a woman, and they would say, she did all these things and they give all the accolades. And at the end, they would say, and she did it with a smile. Oh. And I was like, what the hell does that have to do with it? You know, <laughs> like we all just have to keep smiling, even though like stuff gets hard. 
Oh and gosh. I would know, I've, and I, and one way to know too, by the way, guys, if you're interested in like, just kind of understanding and seeing where these um, kind of microaggressions against women happen is when you flip it gender wise. And that was what got me. I was like, I finally asked somebody after they came down and sat down. I was like, oh, that was great. I think everything you awarded them for was wonderful. But if it would have been a guy that you had awarded, would you add that bit about, and she did it, and he did it with a smile. And they were like, oh God, no, I never would have said that. And I'm like, well, then why would you say it for a woman? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, you know, I would have guys come into meetings and they would just look at one of the other women in the room and just be like, oh my gosh, you look like heck today. What's wrong with you? Are you okay? It's like, no, we don't always have to show up perfect in appearance and style and fashion with makeup and, you know, any kind of comment that you have on appearance about a woman, just keep it to yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you hear somebody else say something, you know, don't be shy about basically bringing up the fact that that's not necessarily appropriate nor necessary for anything to do with how she's able to do her job. Now, if you walk in the room and you see somebody and you're like, are you, is everything, are you okay? You know, like if they're feeling a little downtrodden that day or they're under the weather, like show some genuine concern, but don't tell her she looks like crap. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And that's not relevant. Empathy. No. Relevant. Yeah. So those are my key. Those are my three, my personal pet peeves for a lack of awareness and allyship within the workplace for women is those transgressions have been marital status, parental status, and appearance. Good grief. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Another great place for allies to speak up is when a woman is being spoken over in conversation. Mm -hmm. A simple, simple trick, kind of like the body language tip I gave you just redirect the conversation back to her. I'm sure a lot of women that are listening right now have been in this scenario, but you're sitting in a meeting and you're sharing an idea and somebody has another idea that they think might top that idea and they continue to talk over you. And then you don't get to finish your idea and it kind of just gets lost in the shuffle because they just spin in a million different directions. If you're an ally and you're in the room and you're listening and you felt like that idea had promise value. And even if you didn't, if she didn't get to complete her thought, Mm -hmm. say, Hey, Jane over here, she was kind of getting to something. I think we should come back to that. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. as an ally, you, you have that power and ability and you really should use it (laughs) when you see it. And I can't imagine that there's not like a million meetings a day where that's happening. (laughs) Oh gosh. You and I both know we've seen it happen. And I love that you're giving allies the language to use because there is a way to say it so that it's not confrontational, right? It is easy to say, I think Amy was making a point. Can we circle back to her point? Amy, finish your point. That's so smooth, easy, non-confrontational. Love that. Love that. It brings it back to her. And I mean, even though you were just doing it hypothetically, it just, it, it made me warm. Because it's like, I can imagine being that person in the room that got talked over and ideas left off the, you know, to the wayside. If somebody would have brought that back and done that for me, amazing. Like it just, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and, you know, I just thought of what you said when you, when you said it it made you feel a certain way as an Mm -hmm. ally, it allows that person in the room to understand you are an ally and you are listening Yes. And you mm-hmm. find oh, yeah. them of value, right? Yeah. Those are so important. 
Yeah, yeah. Love, love you that. just climbed up like three pegs and like, you know, yeah, totally. And yeah. my mindset as far as a person who speaks up and is an ally and who's actually just listening. So yes, yes. yes. Um, giving her credit, that's another big thing. Um, you know, a lot of folks have heard the term mansplaining yeah. um, or there's another fun term out there called bro appropriation where, and I've seen this happen too. We'll be sitting yes. again. I've been in the creative world, a lot yes. of idea sharing mm-hmm. and a woman will share an idea. And then somehow it like, I know some, some, some guys might see it as like riffing. Right. And so they'll start to kind of like, basically, well, what if we did this and they explain it and it's like the exact same idea. And you're like, like anytime you've been sitting there, ladies, and you're like, isn't that just what I said? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you have been mansplained. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and again, I don't think it's like a malicious intent by any means. It's just a communication. Oh, you're so kind. Wait, you're very benevolent <laughs> and kind. <laughs> I try. I try. Otherwise, I'd just be real angry all the time. So I think like making sure it's kind of like the same thing with the redirecting of a woman that's been spoken over. If somebody is kind of taking a credit for her ideas or even her work, like I've even seen that where guys will like blatantly take a woman's work and present it as their own. No, don't let it happen. Like shut it down, bring her name back into it. Ask you. And again, like I I love asking questions versus getting like super confrontational because that's just not my style. Mm -hmm. So I would like, (laughs) I did this once in a meeting. I knew well, I knew well that the the content that was being presented was a collaborative effort. And the guy that was presenting it was presenting it in such a fashion. And it was all I, me, I, me, Mm. I, me. And then I said, well, I just raised my hand. I was like, I'm curious to know what was the overall team contribution here? Like, how did you all collaborate and work together to make this happen? Like, I would love to hear and see more about how the team contributed. And it was you funny because... You are a smooth operator. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> well, it was funny because the woman across the room who was my his boss, so it was like my boss's boss, essentially, was like ready to kick me underneath the table. Like, hey, I can't believe you asked that. But I mean, it's just... And it, to me, it, it's telling. It's it's telling in the sense that, because the sad thing was, is that he didn't really have an answer. Like he really had kind of had it all built up in his head so much that it was all his work and all his doing that he wasn't even himself acknowledging mm-hmm. his team efforts yeah. enough to be able to articulate it in front of the group. Mm-hmm. And it was just, honestly, it made me kind of sad for him because yeah. I'm like, you have a phenomenal team. This clearly was the work of a number of people. Your people can't feel seen, heard, and appreciated if you don't even know how to acknowledge them appropriately when you're referring to their work, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so that's like another big pet peeve of mine is and, taking credit. And you know what's what's you. really, um, I think, eye-opening about that is mm-hmm. we as women also need to be allies, right? So just yes. like you were like, your, your boss's boss was looking at you or thinking, oh my gosh, why are you saying? Because you are an ally, <laughs> right? Yep. We have oh, to be yeah. allies for each other as well. And that that's a whole nother podcast too, because it is. that that is one of the things that really bugs me is when women don't mm-hmm. stick together. Really I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Now we could definitely do a whole other episode on that <laughs> running a women's based organization. Yes. It's, it's yes. still a struggle to get them to choose collaboration over competition because yes. again, the patriarchal, patriarchal society that we live in, all of these more kind of like masculine norms within the way that business is done. 
And the fact that there's like less seats at the table for women in general, Mm -hmm. it, it makes you think like it's either me or her. There's one chair, there's two of us. One of us is going to make it; the other one's not. And mm-hmm. it's just like, and that's not that's that's not reality. That can't no. continue to be reality. Mm-mm, not at all. Um, so, also on speaking up, and you alluded to this a minute ago, but skilling up on your inclusive language. This is something even I'm constantly trying to work on. Yes, more using of they, them, folks. I don't care, y'all, everyone, mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. and a little bit less like she, her, girls, guys, gals, dudes, fellas. I mean, I remember having a conversation with a, with a coworker once who was like, we were pitching for a big piece of business and he was like, and so-and-so worked on this and so-and-so worked on this. And he was naming the team of guys by name mm-hmm. and then flips to the next slide and says, and the girls did this. Uh. <laughs> and I was just like, and honestly, kind of at first, it, it didn't really like hit me. And then I looked and I turned because it was my team and it was all women on my team. And I looked at their faces and I was like, ah, dang it. Like, they're not happy. And in fact, like one of them came storming up to me right after. I can't believe. I'm like, I I agree. I will talk to him. I will try to help him understand. Um, Because it is such like, again, culturally, it's so slang, you know, mm-hmm. it's just so, kind of so easy to let those things happen. Mm-hmm. And unless somebody is helping you make you aware of it, it's kind of hard for you to kind of just be that aware. Cause again, I don't even think I've talked to him about it. And he's like, I didn't, I don't even remember saying that I was just up there talking and I said it, I was like, well, you did. And you upset some folks that really worked hard on this project and deserved to be named, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And at the end of the day, you know, that's tip number five. So we've gone through, become self-aware, learn, listen, speak up and keep trying. Ask for and accept feedback often. It's really hard. I don't love it. Nobody loves it. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to understand feedback as a gift. Um, you know, I think just kind of having this learner's mindset and growth mindset that, you know, allyship is not something that just ends. <laughs> You're not like, okay, I did my five things. I'm done. No, it's, it's going to be an on, an ongoing thing. And really always asking for feedback from folks, I think is just a really great way for you to keep yourself in check. And then also just, again, show that you're trying. Um, so don't give up keep trying understand it's not a competition nobody's winning at allyship right <laughs> you know and like i said it's not really about being perfect it's just about the intention of of showing up asking for the feedback and, and continuously working and trying to do better awesome girl this was so great and so perfect for the time right now i appreciate yeah. your time so so much we'll have you back on we've got some other conversations so. to have so share with our listeners again how they can reach out to you yeah so the best way to find me is on linkedin it's amy vaughn v-a-u-g-h-a-n i'm on linkedin you can also check us out at uh, www.togetherindigital.com to learn more about the organization and reach out to me thank you no thank you <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much to everybody who's been listening to the podcast and showing us mad love and giving us ratings and subscribing and reviewing. I really appreciate your support. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing.